Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life podcast. And we have two very special guests here today. Actually, we have more, but we are going to first introduce our speaking guests. And that is Bobby Bones and veteran David Fuller. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Well, Ali and I are so happy to have you here. And I also say we must welcome three special guests, extra special <laughs> guests. We have... Um, two young women who are nine and eleven, uh, and their names are Sadie Rose, Sadie Rose. <laughs> and Alethea Violet. Oh, These are such beautiful names. names. And then uh, under our table is Katie, and Katie is a service dog. And we're here, we really want to talk about this new Purina Dog Chow service dog salute campaign. Um, it's a salute to service dogs and to veterans that they work with. And so, Bobby, why don't you tell us why you got involved with this and what exactly it is? I've been a, a dog lover for, I mean, my whole life. I, I, my last dog I had till I was 16. I have another dog now, and I've done a lot of work with veterans and you know, even my radio show, we, you know, realized the importance of service dogs to our military that come back with PTSD. Then we also realized how much they cost. And each dog like $20,000. What? That's oh what we yeah, Wait. That's, that's what we said, too, to get one <laughs> Katie and train is it. a $20,000 dog. <laughs> After all the work and time that goes into them, it, it costs that much to train them. And so, you know, we have our heroes are over serving, um, you know, overseas and domestic, taking care of us. And then they're not always fully equipped to uh, deal with, you know, um, a lot of the emotional and, and physical stress that's put on them. And so, you know, my show, we had been uh, buying service dogs for vets. And then Purina uh, with Dog Chow is, is doing this as well. And so it was kind of a natural integration for me and, you know, to get, you know, working here with, with David. And so, um, you know, we are, one, he's out telling his story about how his service dog helps him. And then, you know, we're also telling people if they go and they buy a bag of Dog Chow with the logo on it, money gets donated to the R Foundation and their Pets and Vets so that uh, vets can learn about service dogs and get service dogs. Well, and so the thing is, is that so on your show, the Bobby Bones show, you've talked about you've talked about this and now you're bringing it to here to us at Hollywood Life and a bigger audience. And so what Purina's doing is really helping to raise money so that more service dogs can be trained and also so that more vets can learn about the fact that they could get a service dog and what the service dog can do. Now, David, you were you served in the military, um, I understand, with the Clintons? Yeah, I was a bodyguard for the Clintons at Camp David, and then I served in the infantry after that. And which is incredible. And thank you so much for your yes, service. Thank you for your Anytime service. Anytime you need service, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and why, how is it that a dog that's been trained in a special way can help you and other veterans so much with PTSD? 
Well, I think the special thing about uh, Tony LaRussa's Animal Rescue Foundation is they take uh, dogs that have also been rescued. So oftentimes these dogs are just like us. Um, they have been thrown aside. People look at pit bulls like Katie and they mm-hmm. think, that's a dangerous dog. And if you see me walking down the street with a beard and tattoos, a lot of people think the same thing about me, a veteran with PTSD. And you, you see it in the news like, you know, these guys are crazy. Uh, but uh, we're not. Uh, we are just people and animals who have gone through terrible experiences uh, that have impacted our lives. So what they do is they take those dogs, those shelter dogs, and they pair them with us. And the wonderful thing that Dog Chow does is it gives the dogs free dog food for the life of the dog. Oh, so that then that's what, great. What we have is veterans who are trainers, and they help us train the dogs. So instead of us having to have the enormous cost uh, through a nine-month to year-long process, we're training the dogs, and Dog Chow's making it possible. So you were paired up with Katie when she came out of a shelter. Yes. Wow. And um, and she'd been hit by a car. She'd been attacked by another dog. And uh, normally, if it wasn't there, she might have been put down. And uh, the team came and saw her and rescued her. And then they put her into my arms, and uh, she rescued me. How old was Katie at that time? Just a year. Oh, so she's like a little puppy. Yeah. Just a puppy who had a lot of bad experiences. And how do you actually train a dog to to be a support dog, really? Like, I guess that they're good for emotion. They, they're great for emotional support. How do you do that? Yeah. So I think the the wonderful thing, especially about Katie as a pit bull, is she's really... Uh, connected to your feelings and emotions and knows what's going on with you. So in the military, there's a lot of nonverbal communication that goes on, and it can be really difficult getting out, um, having that kind of connection with people. And so having this dog that will look at you like and Like when you get out of the military. Yeah, yeah, that you're out now and you're in the world and you don't have this platoon of Marines with you anymore, and it's scary and it feels bad to be terrified uh, after being this warrior and now you're afraid to go to the grocery store uh, by yourself. And how, how long were you in the military for? Uh, four and a half years. Yeah. That's really interesting that you say that you get so used to like people being with people that have the same experience. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you're, you're thrown back into society. like Yeah. And you really don't fit in. And um, all of the things like in, in my case, crowds full of people, of it's totally overwhelming because all I'm looking for is threats everywhere. And you drive down the road and there's garbage on the side of the road and it's, is that an IED? And this is what happens to our veterans every day. And, um, and not just veterans, um, you know, like you talked about, Bobby, just a lot of people have PTSD for different reasons, yeah. but these dogs can be so helpful for us in not feeling alone. How did you get a part of this program? And also, does insurance ever cover these dogs? So I got involved with the, with the Animal Rescue Foundation because I'm a clinical social worker at the VA. So I provide therapy for veterans. And uh, when Merritt, who runs the Pets and Vets program, came and she talked about what they did, I immediately referred myself to the program. (laughs) Smart. (laughs) Because I said, you know, I want to see what this is all about. And, uh, you know, medications can take you so far. You know, I can take enough medications to tranquilize a horse. But still, when I fall asleep at night and the demons come, none of that medication is going to help. But Katie comes and she 
will wake me up and stop that from happening. So really? that's how like, I got Does she jump on the bed? Like what would she do to calm you down? So one of the things that she's trained to do is come and lay on top of my chest and like my face when that starts to happen. Uh, and so that's just been a lifesaver uh, because like the girls can attest to, you know, it's a scary thing to have me waking up in the middle of the night thinking that someone's trying to kill me and reliving some bad experience. Uh, and But she's there. And since we've had her, that's gone way down. How, how long have you had Katie now? Three years. And has, has it, have you seen like the progress over time in terms of how she's helped you? Absolutely. Um, at first, I was uh, kind of afraid of dogs. Uh, I've been attacked by a Dalmatian. It jumped over oh, a white picket fence, what? ripped my arm open. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And so uh, I was kind of afraid of dogs, actually. And uh, when I got Katie, I was a little afraid because of the stigma of a, she's a pit bull uh, and a savage beast that will kill me in my sleep. Mm. And I think the girls, too, you know, probably from me were a little nervous and then after the first night, it was like, oh, yeah, no, she's the best thing that ever happened to us. Uh, and so my hypervigilance, having to always be on point, focusing on every little noise outside, wondering, you know, if something terrible is going to happen. Uh, Katie pays attention to all of that stuff. And now the girls have the chance to have a dad again mm-hmm. where we can do stuff, we can go places. And uh, I think it's been a big, a big help for our family. I had no idea the impact really that it had on us until the girls started talking about the impact Katie had had on our, on me, Aww. hearing it from them. Like seeing the difference in you and your, in their dad. And the way that uh, it made them feel about me. And that just like made me want to cry just Aww. hearing them talk about it. Well, I mean, we can, we can see, we saw how Katie interacted with your daughters just when she was here in the lobby and coming upstairs and how affectionate that they all were together. And I have to say, for any of you who go on the Purina Dog Chow Service Dog Salute website, there's video of Katie and of, of David and his daughters. And I was like in tears just watching. Yeah. It's because it's so profound. Yeah. Um, Bobby, why did you, like, you had a, a pit bull. What made you choose a pit bull? Uh, he just needed adopted. You know, I, I, just on a much lower level, I mean, I've, I've been jumped a couple times. And oh. my uh, my therapist was like, hey, you need a dog or something. So you don't, you don't have a girlfriend, so you need a dog. <laughs> so uh, Like a girlfriend would protect you? Well, <laughs> at least they give me something to focus and you know, spend my money on, you know? Like a WWE wrestler. Yeah. That's your next one. And so, um, yeah, I'd, I'd been uh, held at gunpoint outside of a radio station event, oh got jumped God. going into where, the building a different time. Wait, where did this happen? In Nashville? All over. Austin, Little Rock, Nashville. We had a bunch of death threats. If you have a lot of opinions, there's just a lot of nutty people out there. Oh, true. Okay. So, That's true. You know, and, and I'm pretty open about where I am. And so people I found know. me and there were some, uh, so, you know, so I had that dog for a while and kind of, you know, some of that stuff started creeping back in. So again, still without a girlfriend. So I got another dog about four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> a long time without are a you, girl. Uh, are you letting our listeners know something? Like how oh, everybody already know. Uh, Listen, yeah. it's not like breaking news <laughs> in my world. Uh, but you know, that I got involved, uh, and that's how I became aware of, you know, the, the preliminary issue of just having PTSD because I couldn't sleep at all without, you know, seeing it again. Really? So you had PTSD too oh, from yeah, getting yeah, yeah. jumped and having a gun. How about the third time that I got oh, jumped geez. or held a gun point? It was, I couldn't close my eyes without seeing it. 
So, and my therapist was like, hey, you should get a dog for these reasons. But then that's when I started to learn about the effects of animals and PTSD. And I got into learning about PTSD and military that comes back from, you know, far worse things than I've been exposed to. And yeah, that's kind of how we got into it as a show. So it is your dog trained also? No, my dog's four and a half months old. <laughs> he ain't trying to, oh, he ain't trying to do nothing. He, he, he still pees everywhere. So do I, but we both. Um, <laughs> so you're both very similar. We're both, yeah, we're both similar. Well, dogs help you find girlfriends sometimes, I think. That's you know, how I went some to the, of my friends have met. I went to the dog park this week yeah. for the first time. I took them and I was like, all right, we're going to see you know exactly what's happening with the girls <laughs> and it was it was like the golden girls were out there only they're all like 80 <laughs> with their with, with the, their poodles oh, so no. it, they didn't work that time um but try, different park Maybe find yeah different you park. need to try some different parks it is it is true the my, my husband says this like the best way to get to get attention from women is with either a baby a baby or a dog, or a dog. you know you don't I'm, have I'm, a baby I, no baby you know i i thought take one of his kids yeah hold <laughs> <laughs> there it, it, you know, the dog is it, people. Everyone wants to pet the dog. It was either that or, you know, they, they were like, hey, you can go on The Bachelor and you can do that and get a girl or you can, <laughs> or you can get a dog. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do The Bachelor. I'm going to do the I'm going to do the dog. And so that's that's kind of where I am now. Well, maybe Dave knows somebody for you. Oh, I'm done being set up. I'm done with that. Oh well, gosh. speaking of reality shows, um, since you are the winner of Dancing with the Stars uh, the last season, do you have any advice to give the new season of Dancing with the Stars? It's been funny to, you know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One, I was pretty hated by the hardcore fans of that show <laughs> because, because I'm not what they usually like. That being said, it was a very vocal minority because me and my people dominated that show because I couldn't dance that well. I got a little better, but eh, you know, right, it's I wasn't. a voting show. Like, right. Well, you right. were fun you though. Yeah, yeah. I went and I was like, Hey, I'm just gonna be lovable and I'm going to work hard and we'll see what happens. And so I did the show, but what, what, and I love the team at dancing with the stars, like love them so much. And I love that show. And until I went on it, I never really watched it. And so, but why did you agree then? Well, and this is the, this is the truth, true story. So, you know, I signed on full-time at American Idol. I work at Idol full-time. And they were like, hey, we're going to have you come do Dancing with the Stars. You'll last about four weeks. You'll get kicked off, and you'll go right to Idol. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, great. Because they, they said, hey, you know, well, um, we bring in a lot of our, our, you know, permanent talent, and they get on Dancing with the Stars on the way up. You, you kind of either get on Dancing on the way up or on the way down. You know, no, <laughs> nobody just killing it. Right. It's, just does dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, great. I'd love to be one of these people on the way up into it. So I do it, and like three weeks in, they say, hey, we can't send you to Idol. They're like, you're, you're, they, they didn't tell me how well I was doing, but they said, we can't because um, you haven't been eliminated. 
And I was like, but you're still going to pay me for Idol, right? Because I'm contractual. And they were like, <laughs> of yes. Of course, I want we'll the money. Okay. So I was double dipping for a while. I was Hell getting paid yeah. by Idol and dancing. Nice. Um, so luckily, same network. Yeah, well, and, and that's really where I'd done Miss America. I was doing Idol and dancing. but And so they've used my story. As much as all these haters of the show want to be like, you're, they, they got a lot of the talent this year from me being on and winning last year because they were able to approach people and go, hey, look. Like Bobby didn't dance before the show. He just really, you know, uh, had the audience kind of fall in love with the story. So yeah. one of my dearest friends, Lauren Elena, Lauren is on the Elena. show. I got her on. I was like, Lauren, you got to <laughs> yeah. do it. I talk to her almost every day right now. That's I talk what she to, told you're, you're me. psyching her up. I talked to Hannah Stum still, um, who was the Bachelorette, who's, yeah. who's doing it now. Uh, Kate Flannery. Sent She's me a available. Message. We, we we talk we talk a little bit. Bonnie we're we're is, friends. Uh, he talks like to Hannah, like like trying to set everybody up. <laughs> the matchmaker. Um, Hannah, yeah. Hannah and I are friends. We're friends. But I was surprised to see Sharna not be brought back. So yeah. were we. We and love Sharna. So was she. Um, you know, one we won the show, and I thought they'd bring the chant back. What I really think As happened is, have. and no one told me this, but I think that if I were to assume, I would assume she was one of the ones making the most money on the show. And if they had to make any adjustments at all, I would feel like because her and Artem both were were pulled back, um, but she didn't know until like three days before. Really, Artem too. Pretty messed yeah. up. That's really yeah. that's really shocking. Have and you she, talked yeah. And she, yeah. She also worked with a vet too, mm. uh, a few seasons ago. One, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Who had lost an arm and I think part of a leg. And they went far. They mm. did, and that was incredible because she's the best. See, what I thought you were gonna say is that she. Wasn't brought back because like they wanted to give some other people a chance. Well, you know what? <laughs> like I honestly thought <laughs> like if they I, only pulled her back, I would have said that because okay. I would have got all people to vote for her again. Right. But they pulled back Artem too, and even Artem has said publicly that he didn't know he was going to be, yeah. uh, you know, relieved of his duties either. And so I, you know, it was just weird. It was so close to the date of the show starting because I, Sharna and I would talk all the time. And um, I, I was like, hey, who's your partner? I just wanted to know I was nosy. Yeah, because yeah, you were getting ready to be and supportive. Was, and right? I was getting ready to be jealous, mostly. <laughs> it's like watching your, your ex-girlfriend date with somebody new. And not literally my ex-girlfriend, but like your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> like, uh, but um, and so the whole thing was she didn't know, she didn't know. And then she hit me. She goes, I'm not being brought back. And I was like, what? So first thing I did was call and go, hey, are you guys not bringing Sharna back for any reason to have to do with? And they were like, no, um, her and Artem both aren't coming back. They made a decision. And so I was like, all right. So that's really all I know is that she was shocked. Artem was shocked. I was shocked. Listen, I'm still going to go back on Monday. And again, <laughs> I'm going to do some stuff on the show on Monday. Um, I love the crew there. And, you know, I'm, I hope Lauren wins. And I'm going to push for Lauren hard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She well, now we that. have your strategy. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that Sharna and Artem, like, aren't they, they're doing. Um, they did. So you think, so you think you can, can dance last yes, night? Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, good. Yes. Good. I mean, it's just messed up. You know, I love them. in I'm, the grand scheme of life, they're going to be all right. Yeah. I just but, need the redhead majority to like. Oh, that's true. Least, like that's <laughs> kind of like my thing. I'm like, like, I'm like, there's here. no redheads. And she's talented and strong. And she's going to. It's just weird because they got mortgages to pay and they weren't told until like three days before. They were expecting, you know, that money to be coming in. But I don't know what's happening behind the scenes there. Really. So, um. Stinks. They'll be fine. I imagine they'll be back. Yeah, it didn't just seem like guessing. Tom was too thrilled. So it did, and you know, Tom wasn't thrilled with with Sean Spicer being at it either. And, yeah, and I think that that's pretty cool. That one, Tom speaks his feelings about mm-hmm. that, and two, that the show lets him. Yeah, like the, even though they cast Spicer, there's also a, a you know a freedom and 
and, and Tom just saying what he wants to say without having to worry about being punished for something. So I think we should commend the show for that as well. It's going, hey, if you don't agree with it, it's okay for you to go out and say that you don't. Well, listen, other other um, dancers have left and have come back. Peter. Yes. Yeah. And Maxim left and came back mm-hmm. and then left again. But I listen, they should go on tour. They should put together a show Ooh. because people love dance. Do you love dance, David? Who doesn't love dance? Who and doesn't you love, love dance? watching yeah. it? And I feel like the show has made a big contribution into popularizing dance. 100%. And people will like go out and buy tickets to see I mean, they're famous. I did some of the tour last year. Yeah. And a lot of people showed up, and I told them, I don't want to dance on tour. I'll go and do it. So I did stand up. I went out and did, oh. I did stand up at the beginning and stand up in the middle, and I walked out for one little, like, half dance. And I was like, all right, that's all I want to do. But you're right. People showed up and packed theaters everywhere to watch mm-hmm. uh, the folks from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. It, it'll be great. In the end, it's going to be great. They're, I bet they come back. Um, the show will be great this season. They got a great cast this season. Um, so I'm excited to see it. And what about in terms of all of the rehearsals? Like, did you find all the pra- the dance practice really hard? Like some people that oh, we've interviewed. Geez. Yeah, we've. I did 12 hours a day. We yeah, never took a day off for three months. It's really tough. So I was doing a radio show every morning um, and I was living in L.A. So I'd wake up at 1 a.m. <gasps> and do my show from 3 a.m., which was, you know, 6 a.m. East Coast time. So I'd, and then I would get off the air at 8 Pacific and train for 12 hours. And in my first two weeks, I lost 12 pounds because I wasn't eating. Um, so they had a nutritionist have to come to the room and say, hey, stop practice. We have to make sure you eat. Why so, wouldn't you eat? Weren't you hungry? I was working. And I was just, I was, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was working as hard as I could. Um, but we were the first ones there and last ones to leave almost every day. And I was also touring. We were, I was doing stand-up all around the country at the same time. And that, I think that's how Sharna and I ended up bonding. Because as much as we... And I, I'd never been with another person for that long ever in my life. We were together every day for 12 hours another a day. person. Any person. You don't, you don't have a sibling or? No, not 12 hours a day, every day. And But she showed up every city I was in. She was right there with me. Oh, wow. and Yeah, we ended up winning. Um, and so it was great. And it rolled perfectly into Idol. And I, we start Idol in two weeks. Yeah. So back on American Idol. So we Are you guys that. big American Idol fans too? Oh, yeah. We're just big Bobby Bones fans. We love him. We're best we friends Bobby. now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're best friends. BFF. Yeah. You got to get Dave, David out there and his daughters to uh, be in the audience at least for American they're, Idol. They're welcome anytime. They need to meet Katie. <laughs> they need to meet uh, Lionel. Yeah. Yeah, then Katie you mean, needs to meet Katie. That's that, right. Oh, that's right. Katie yeah. needs to meet Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did you hook up that American Idol gig? I mean, you do look a little bit like Ryan, or at least you have the same glasses. Well, how I hooked it up initially was they asked me for one episode whenever they started on ABC the first time. They said, Maybe hey, he's got glasses like that's, yours. That's what that, that the glasses yeah, thing exactly. is. Because he only wears glasses occasionally. Right. Yeah, I was about to say. He yeah. got inspired by you. I, I went for one episode and they said, hey, do a second episode. And so then by the end of the first season, they were like, hey, come back. And I did five four or five episodes. And so then they hired me full time last season and and then back again this season. So and they pay me way more than they should. It's the whole thing. It's, <laughs> they do. I, I'm not even going to lie about it. They're great over there. Um, can you give some advice to anyone who wants to try out for American Idol? Like, what do they need to do to get in there and to, like, just be uh, their best? Yeah, well, I would say um, don't watch anybody else. Like, don't don't get in your mind by watching other people who've been on the show or watching other people on, on the radio or Apple Music. Like, you, you have to go in and really have a, uh, a distinct voice. And that doesn't mean the texture of your voice, but it means, you know, how you sing, what you say. You know, we saw last season this this guy Alejandro go in and 
uh, he, it was odd, but it was awesome. And he really carved his own path because he, he did originals. He did everything you weren't supposed to do on American Idol, which made it everything you should be doing on American Idol. Because now it's hard to cut. It's hard to make anything uh, be, be an oppression anymore because there's 10,000 things coming at you from every direction. But the only thing that you really have and the only thing that you really own is your own voice. And so my suggestion to them is always do, do exactly what you feel because, um, you know, that's the one thing that you own. Well, I think that's great advice, and I think your point about Alejandro is, is um, and so true because I remember he just stood out. Yeah. He was so original. So it just goes to show that as many as, yes, there may be thousands of people, thousands and thousands who audition, but if you've got talent and you're true. You don't even have to be the best because there's always going to be somebody better than you in whatever you're doing. There's always yeah. going to be somebody better than you. So it's not just trying to be the best, but it's trying to be the the, the person that people root for and root alongside of. I mean, that's my story on Dancing with that's the Stars. That's dancing with for is you. Is that yeah. I knew I wasn't going to be the best dancer, but I thought maybe I could be everyone's favorite dancer or the one that the favorite person that they watched and saw themselves in. And so, you know, I, I encourage, encourage them to do that. Be as human as possible. For anyone doing really anything, it's yeah. just just we're in the land of everyone uh, trying to look like somebody else to see on Instagram, but that's not where the strength is. The strength is actually being yourself and being a little different because people are watching you going, oh, I also feel different. I relate to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I tend to give that advice. And a lot of people come on that show, they're from small towns and grew up poor like I did. So I can kind of relate to them going, oh, I get it. You've never been to LA before. I, I hadn't been there either until I started working. Yeah, and a lot of the finalists were from uh, the last two seasons were from small towns, like middle of nowhere. And that's the great part about American Idol, something I'm really proud of, is we go out to cities. Like we're going to Savannah, Georgia in a couple of weeks, then we go to Milwaukee. And so, you know, a lot of shows you have to go to LA or New York to just get an audition. And that's yeah. a plane ticket and a hotel and a, or a bus ride. Or so, but if we're, we're going to Savannah, Georgia, and you live somewhere in Georgia, in Athens, Atlanta, you can make the little drive. Um, and so we try to get out into America so people have a shot to, to come out. Well, there you have it. There's your advice for American Idol, everybody who wants to try out. And listen, everybody, you've really got to go to Purina Dog Chow. Like, do you go to the Service Dog Salute page? So you can go to dogchow.com slash service. And if you're a vet or you know a vet that wants a dog, a service dog, or needs a service dog, that information is all up there. And I encourage them to check that out. Okay. please. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Thank you for coming in. And everybody, we really need you to support this this campaign for the service dog salute. And thank you so much, David, for coming in here with your family and with Katie and Bobby. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye.